Hello and welcome to Dad Educates Daughter, our new podcast. I'm Dad Russell and this is daughter Rebecca. Hello there. Hello, how are you? I'm not bad, not too bad at all. Excited to start the podcast, that's for sure. Learn a lot from you. Good. Okay, so what I was thinking is we'll um, introduce the podcast, how we've come to where we are and what we're going to do and um, find out what you already know. Yeah, sounds good. So you tell them uh, why you uh, wanted to start it. Because you're the one that started it all. So I actually got into listening to podcasts probably just over a year ago now and actually started with a Price of Football um, podcast, a football finance one, where an accountant who's a university lecturer on football finance explains the state of football finances to its host, which is a com- who's a comedian. Um, so just a fan, but no knowledge of anything, of, you know, on the finance side. On the back of that, I then got listening to music-based podcasts. I got into Martin Ware's Electronically Yours and Gary Kemp's Rock on Tours. They're both similar ones uh, where they interview musicians like Majeur and Dave Stewart. So what I thought about is, unless you know who those musicians are, as much as it's good to understand what they're saying and listen to, to their careers, it's not that good if you're not into the 80s music or understand it. So using the price of football idea where you've got the expert and a non-expert and the way they get through it, and obviously the non-expert can ask the questions that us, the listener, would probably ask, is how we do it because you were never into the 80s. You always used to tell me to turn it off when it was on in the car. And now you're a bit older. I think you might appreciate it more. Um, and there's some good stuff out there from the 80s that we can, you can listen to ready for us to talk about each week. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the whole going to school, traveling in the car, always wanted to turn it off. Always thought, Dad, what's this? It, it's not what I need to listen to now. Can we just have the radio one and listen to the charts? But then... I guess I do understand why you're stuck in the 80s because now as I'm older I don't know what's in the charts now if you ask me I kind of like going back and having a bit of nostalgia and listening to 90s early noughties so I do understand it more now why you were stuck in it and but I guess being like 10 years old or older early teens being like dad this this isn't what I want to listen to this isn't what I'm listening to it just sounded like a whole load of people kind of I've always said they sound high-pitched and I mean the 80s always sounded like they're the ones you always said they can hold their notes and that's all I ever saw it as was dad wants to sing to these but he didn't like he's not entertaining us no didn't didn't get it back then Uh, so we'll see if I get it now and we'll find out whether I actually like them I guess yes so I mean while I was looking into what we could do um, a 2010 survey by Music Choice in which 11,000 people voted on what the favoured tune was. The 80s won it by quite quite a substantial amount. So the 80s, is, for me, has stood the test of time. And hopefully from this podcast, we'll learn as you learn about the new groups, bands, musicians, whatever you want to call them what you think and um, whether they have stood the test of time and whether your maturity has um, opened you up to, as you put it, these higher-pitched singing voices. See which ones I like, what I don't like. And it's it's weird because you always hear about the 60s and the 70s, but you don't hear about their music. But you hear about the 80s. I do know a few people that like 80s, but it's never been something I've indulged in. I, I only know ones that you really, really like, but... 
other musicians. I mean, I'm not quite sure who falls where, and it's a very thin line between knowing whether it was before the 80s or did they go into the 90s, um, whether there's any... I mean, I don't think there's even any crossovers for what I listen to and what you listen to. Like, did any of them even carry on? So it's just they're they're kind of just there and you don't I'd, I'd never realize how much people actually listen to them um don't really know many people but i guess that's the age the generation gap like you are 80s well i'm mid 90s so mine stems over into the noughties and it changed a lot in that time you're definitely right about um they change and like you said earlier you know you're not into music now really i mean you'll probably listen to some like i do you know ed sheeran for instance um, and of probably others ones that you keep up to date with yeah but on the whole you won't go out and buy an album um not that i think you do that these days do you it's all streaming um but you wouldn't go out and buy their music necessarily um whereas i suppose in a sense that's that's also changed anyway because now you just download tracks you want to listen to rather than a whole album isn't it yeah um, but i think music changes every decade because the listeners change um, so as you say, the parents, the the kids probably don't want to listen to what the parents listen to, and obviously the musicians who who grew up, they have um, different ideas of what they want to play. Um, so in the fifties, as you mentioned, that was rock and roll. Um, so it's not something I'm into, but that that's what it was. And then you you got into the sixties, which was the swinging sixties, as it's known, and that was a rock, but with a more poppy part, you know, dance dancing, um, and also blues. And then you come into the 70s, which changed again. You had the punks, so you had punk rock, the other side of um, how people were dressing and looked. You had the disco, um, obviously ABBA, Bee Gees, I suppose, from, from that era. Um, you had R&B and you had country music. But you also had the, the other end of the spectrum with hard rockers in heavy metal, that side of it, and glam rock. And then you had coming to the 80s i suppose in the mod the modders the mod rock uh with the jam uh, who come into the to the 80s and the alternate rock um from queen and the pretenders who were like the end of the 70s but come into the 80s and then you come into the 80s and so when you're saying about pop music it wasn't really a different it was called new wave and you had you had synth pop which was your electronical pop so synthesizers you had your new romantics uh, which was where they, I suppose, they were called that from the way they dress. So Culture Club, Spandau Ballet. And you had your Scar and your Two Tone, um, which was Madness and the Specials. And then you had your, your Pop Rock, called Soft Rock, as I say, Alternative Rock, which was Queen, which obviously you've heard of. Um, the Pretenders and others like that. You had Reggae, a bit of Reggae in there. UB40 was a big one for Reggae. And then you had also your, um, your Sophisti Pop. So those that were musicians, so they didn't use synthesizers, but it was a, a similar sort of listen to, and they were called Sophisti Pop, which I suppose would be like Prefab Sprout, uh, the Blow Monkeys. And then you also had a jazzy, funky feel, which was like level 42. So that, there was there was a difference. There wasn't just the electronical pop, which is, I suppose, what I preferred. There was a whole spectrum. As I say, it was it was called new wave music. And um, I think that's why it's probably stood the test of time, because there was something for everyone. It wasn't just rock and roll or, you know, um, punk disco, you know, as it was in the in the 70s and 60s. It was a bit of everything. And even those from the 70s still carried over into the 80s. 
and it was no different for the 80s we're into the early 90s it's still weird that nothing i listened to probably was anything that stemmed into the 80s but i guess me being in the mid 90s and not listening to music till the end slash early noughties say it had changed a lot since then but you saying like all those different genres uh, we don't have that now it's very straightforward and you're either hip-hop rap grime pop dance that's the ones that are kind of making it again you've just mentioned what four or five there though yeah but they're a lot more yours like mention what instruments they were using like you say like the synth pop using the synthesizer whereas it's like now it's just well it's just pop you don't really hear anything like something pop it's just that and that's what you listen to and it's but i guess now like you say it's changed a lot whereas where like 80s they were using their instruments it was bands rather than a group who don't play the music it's all made through technology so you don't hear any of the background that's not part of the music now it, that's all made like through computer or through in like a recording studio instead of them actually using the instruments i think that makes a whole load of difference to the music as well like nowadays it might sound similar well i think what you need to understand synthesizers was just programmed into what looked like a keyboard they had a drum machine i mean i was watching the other day a, a thing about aha and he goes oh who's the drummer aha didn't have a drummer it was the drum machine <laughs> i mean obviously when they're live they have a drummer but as far as the band go it was done on the synthesizer and that's the same for a lot of the synth pop bands groups at that time it was just standing there with pressing a button so there were so many different types because it was once you had the kit obviously that was the expense but once you had it you the world was your oyster you could just make a myriad of different noises and sounds which i guess is what they have now just there's not something that you could potentially carry around it's in a in a studio but now the music was definitely made made a lot different like well every decade has like you say a different type of music but I don't know, 80, but it might just be because I've only ever heard 80s review. It it's just not not why it's very upbeat. Like it's very it's just very different to what we have, rather than you've got one person that's rapping over there. You didn't have any of that. And that's what I've grown up with now. You just had these like ahas, the one that I know the most, and they just always seem happy and high pitched. Got some stuff in the background that now I know comes from this synthesizer that I didn't know before. It was just bit of high beat music in the background compared to now where it might be a bit more repetitive so regarding the 80s then what what do you already know who have you heard of so from you i know there's a ha that's just your favorite there's pet shop boys erasia frankie goes to hollywood there's probably loads more but, so you know a bit yeah like probably are they like the more popular one would i say i know like Spandau Ballet, are they 80s? Wham? So, yeah, there was the big four, as they called them. Wham, Spandau Ballet, Duran Duran and Culture Club. They were probably the big four. Um, and then you had all these other groups. Okay, so I've heard of them. So I at the beginning, when I was saying about who I listened to on podcasts, I've mentioned Martin Ware as being a host of one and Gary Kemp. Have you heard of either of those? neither of those 
unless Gary Kemp has anything to do with Ross Kemp. He's not to do with Ross Kemp. So Gary Kemp was in the band Spandau Ballet, and as well as him was his brother, Martin Kemp. Okay, so I know who Martin Kemp is, but I only know him as an actor. So Gary Kemp was the 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 music writer, the brains behind Spandau Ballet, and Martin Kemp was a musician in, in Spandau Ballet. And Martin Ware, he was originally in a band called Human League. Heard of those? Heard of them. Couldn't tell you any songs. And then um, he left those and formed another band called Heaven 17. No idea that that one. No? No. Okay. And then, as I said, I mentioned two interviews that both of those have done. So um, Gary Kemp done one with um, Dave Stewart. And he's from the Eurythmics. No. Annie Lennox. Annie Lennox, yeah. Yeah, well, she was in the Eurythmics, and that was with Dave Stewart. And um, Martin Ware has done a very good one with Majure. No idea. That sounds made up. <laughs> so Majure is from uh, Visage and Ultravox, and um, probably the one of the big players of the 80s. And he actually was behind Band-Aid and Do They Know It's Christmas? So if you look at who wrote Do They Know It's Christmas, you'll see Ure on there, as in U-R-E, which is Majure. He wrote Do They Know It's Christmas with Bob Geldof. Bob Geldof, know him. Majure, no, that still sounds made up as much as you can keep saying it. <laughs> so why, why the 80s always stuck with you? Uh, well, for me, as I said earlier, it, in a survey, it was voted the most favoured decade of the last 40 years, and that included the 90s. And I suppose me growing up in it and being a teenager in those years, obviously that, that was the, the music I listened to, but I never was never into the disco music of the 70s. And um, other than the bands that carried over into the 90s, I wasn't really interested in the 90s either. And I th but I think the 80s just changed music, and I think it was a good time to be around in the 80s. So if you think about in the 50s, 60s, 70s, you'd have listened to music either by going to see the bands, I suppose, or the, the musicians live, which I suppose was what happened in the 60s and 70s. You went to clubs, um, or as in the 70s, it had been to going to discos, and you'd have, the DJ would have obviously played those the, the disco songs but you had to either listen to it on the radio listen to it at home statically so like through your gramophone as your record player whatever you want to call it in the 80s um we had cassettes which were portable so the walkman come out in the 80s or the, in the, it come out in 1979 but obviously for the 80s it grew and the cassette player the cassette actually overtook vinyls for sales in the 80s 1983 so it just showed that more people were listening to music on the go rather than just at home um and obviously as cars you know i mean obviously they in the 80s very few had them but obviously as as cars become more popular you had cassette players in cars as well so you could listen to your own music if you didn't want to listen to the radio so i suppose um the musicians of the 80s obviously musicians become richer i suppose as the music become more open to to the to the buyer, um, as in the, the the listener, us. And I suppose the other thing, I suppose about the eighties, the big thing was the videos. Up until then, you didn't really have videos. 
but Top of the Pops was a big TV program for us. And MTV, which was launched in early 81 in the U in America, um, actually didn't come over to Europe until 87. But a lot of our bands, because they were making videos already for Top of the Pops, they were ahead of the game of the Americans. So they were getting a lot of airplay on MTV through their videos. And then videos played a big part, as I say, in the middle eight in the mid eighties when MTV then come over to to Europe. Videos was a big seller. You'd probably watched had watched the video before you actually heard the song. You'd be li listening to the song for the first time while watching the video. So the videos become a gr big promotional seller for the for the artists and. Um, Obviously, they they started to spend more money on the video than they did on any other form of advertising. So, yeah, so growing up with the videos as well, as well as the music, I think helped the 80s more than it would of the, the, the genres, the, the, the decades before then, where they didn't have that. And having the Walkmans or the cassette players um, that were portable and you could take them out with you, again, gave more people scope to listen to it rather than just listen at home on a on an lp i had that step ahead um and obviously the, i suppose the other thing for the 80s was the the now compilation tapes or albums is that when it started it started in 1983 and is still going strong today i wonder if they would have reckoned back then that they would have come you know to now 100 i mean i think they're past now 100 now aren't they yeah well, yeah, way way past it now. Yeah. So um, now number one was launched in 1983. So, yeah. And I, I suppose also you had the big events. So you had Band Aid, you had Live Aid, which brought mus musicians together, which hadn't really happened. So you had these big Live Aid, which was, uh, you know, eight different countries with X amount of magicians all on one stage. And the same with Live Aid, you know, everyone there, one full concert. Normally you'd go to a concert just for your specific group that you follow. So is it like festivals before their time? Uh, yeah, yeah. I suppose Live Aid was the big live, you know. Um, Musical event. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how long Glastonbury's been going on. I think that was that was before then. But Glastonbury hadn't taken off, you know, a lot of people went, but it was more... Uh, the hippie side and the music was sort of the the side you know it was more meeting up and smoking and things like that but the the music has sort of evolved and grown probably on the back of what happened with with live aid um i would say you know i might be wrong but that's how i'd see it because i hadn't really heard of glastonbury up until past then i guess when you were younger that's how you found the music and saw it evolve Anyway, so it was how you found it all out. Yes. Yeah. So before we wrap up, I've actually got now one on cassette. Of course. And I was just going to go through who was actually on it and see how many of these you actually know before I reveal who the four, the four musicians are you're going to listen to ready for next week. Okay. Like a tester. So on now one. We had Phil Collins. Yeah. Duran Duran. Yeah. UB40. Oh, I didn't know they were 80s. I thought they were 90s. Lamar. Who? Lamar. Okay, no. 
Heaven 17, who we'd mentioned earlier. Yeah, I've not heard of them. KC and the Sunshine Band. Nope. Malcolm McLaren. Nope. Bonnie Tyler. Nope. Culture Club. Yeah, kind of. Men Without Hats. Nope. Catch a Goo Goo. No, I'm telling you, a lot of these sound made up. Mike Oldfield. No. Men at Work. No. Walk Steady Crew. No. Wood Stewart. Yeah. And Paul Young. No. So that was cassette one, A and B. On the other one, there's just two group. There's two bands, groups that were on this one, and that's UB40 and Kachagoogoo. So they were obviously quite big in 1983 to have songs on both cassettes oh okay so they got like a double yeah so they had one on each each uh cassette so yeah i didn't know you before it was 80s i thought they were like younger than that newer than that no 80s it's also amazing to hear how like you know like rod stewart like i know him i've heard of his songs listen to his songs like he's still going and he was before he was i mean he wasn't big in the 80s he obviously you know early 80s he probably still had some but then he sort of still probably released released songs, but kind of steady. Yeah, yeah, didn't really make a big impact. But he was from beforehand. Okay, so that pretty much wraps up then what this podcast is going to be about. Yes, it does. By the sound of it, from just going through one cassette, there's a lot you don't know or ha- haven't heard of. I'll be learning a lot. <laughs> but then, do you like all of them? No, I, w- I wouldn't say no. No, I'm, I was more the uh, electronic, the um, the synthesizer, synth pop side of it. Um, but I did like the sophisti pop, I suppose. Um, that side, you know, like Prefab Spout, as I say, and Blow Monkeys, their music. Um, but there was other genres. And you still listen to it now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they 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 still come up on um, if you you know the eighties compilations. Obviously, there's loads of. Like for Christmas, I bought you one and people are still on there and you'll listen you'll listen to that but it's not like they're all your favorite no and that, that's what i'm trying to say is i think it stood the test of time because there was such a variety of music if you didn't like the electronic you might have liked the um the scar uh, or two-tone um and if you didn't like that you might have liked the alternative rock um and so on so there is a, a wide variety to listen to okay so are you ready then to find out who you're going to be listening to over the week for us to discuss. Yes, we see which which songs I like and who I like, if any. Yes. So what I've done is I've taken I've taken four artists from the very beginning. To begin with, I have gone synth pop or electronic pop, whatever you want to look at, electronic. Um, but these are probably the, the 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 four that sort of started it. So you might not like some of it because it is very early and it's very... Um, a lot more older. Yeah, even for the synthesizer, this was early stuff before they got to know it. Um, so the four groups are Kraftwerk, who were a German. Right. Um, and they were the pioneers of electronic music. Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark, or OMD. Okay. Visage. Okay. And Ultravox. Okay. So not heard of any of them. Okay. So they're the four. But they're in the genre that you like listening to. They're they're the they would be on those if you were to buy a electronic or synth pop eighties compilation, 
I'd be very surprised if they didn't have a song on on that album. Okay, so I might be familiar with the sound of their music. You would have, um, I'd have definitely played them, but whether you'd have actually listened is... Probably not that. <laughs> no. Okay, I'll get to work on that. I'll listen to them this week and next week when we're joined again. We'll come on and discuss what you think of them. Yeah. Um, watch the videos as well. Yes, it's not just the music. Um, we can discuss what you think of the looks were as well, because that was a big thing in the 80s of what they looked like, because as I say, the videos were a big thing. Yeah, I'll get to start on that and we'll be joined again next week and we'll carry on. Okay. Hopefully it becomes something. Brilliant. Thank you. And I'll see you next week. Yeah, see you next week.